Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be talking about the 2006 movie, The Last Kiss, starring Zach Braff, Rachel Bilson, and Jacinda Barrett. I never thought the day would come where I would refer to Zach Braff as trash. Trash. Total trash in this movie. You know what? I kind of hate you for suggesting this movie because <laughs> I've been low-key crushing on Zach Braff since Scrubs. Right. He had such golden retriever energy in Scrubs. You know, he did. He is trash in this movie, and I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah, so this movie is a very kind of realistic tale of like an existential crisis. It, it is, and it's like a one of those like third life crisis, mm-hmm. like you're not quite middle aged yet, but the thrill of being young is kind of gone. Mm-hmm. So Zach Brath plays Michael, who is an architect, and he's turning 30 in like two months, right? Yeah, he's turning 30 very soon. He just found out that his girlfriend Jenna is pregnant mm-hmm. and that she's 10 weeks along at the time. They go and they tell her parents, you know, her parents are very excited. They're like, well, normally people get married first. And she's like, oh, you know, we've talked about it. She plays it off like it's not a big deal. And Michael seems happy about the baby also. A little kind of ruffled about, you know, it being unexpected, but still happy. He is happy about the baby. And, you know, when the movie opens, there's kind of a monologue of Michael and he is convincing himself that his life is perfect. He's like, I have the perfect girlfriend. I have the perfect job. Like everything's going Mm -hmm. well. And yet there's this panic in his eyes, you know, like he's freaking out. I feel like he was young, crazy, not tied down, you know, and he felt like he had that out anytime he wanted it. And then he found out his girlfriend's pregnant. And now he said that he's feeling like too responsible. Like responsibility is just piling on him. Listen, babies are a big deal. Like imagine how scary it is when you wanted to have a baby and you're pregnant. It's terrifying. Imagine not planning that at all. That's an extra level of terrifying. It is an extra level of terrifying. However, they seem financially stable. They both have decent jobs. Yeah. So they're not in a bad position other than it being unexpected. They're not in a bad position to have a baby. Right. And they've been together three years. I just want to mention uh-huh. really quickly, Michael's girlfriend, her name is Jenna. She is the classic redhead. She's so pretty. I mean, she's just classically beautiful. It makes me mad how pretty she, she is. She is so pretty. After they get home from dinner with her parents, he's going over to his friend's bachelor party and Jenna kisses Michael goodbye. And she's like, you know, just no strippers or kill you. Ha ha ha. Dude, we cut to a scene that is probably a hundred times worse than a stripper, not to shade strippers. But I'm just saying, if you're worried about your boyfriend being around a stripper, these guys hired what look like porn stars. Yeah, it's two women naked on a hammock having sex. It. I First of all, how do you find this? Was it on Craigslist? You know, I'm asking <laughs> for a friend. No, I'm just, it's so wild to me because number one, Michael and his friends are sitting on a couch watching these women. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm sorry, is this the epitome of masculinity getting hard-ons around your friends? 
I think it is. I think I, I think that's exactly what it is. They're watching women when they get hard so they don't feel gay. <laughs> that, that's 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 what I think it is. Is this how men experience like intimacy with each other? It's like yes. they don't know intimacy outside of sex. And so they're trying to feel closer the, to their friends. And so they want to uh-huh. have a hard on in front of their like this is weird. I'm just saying this is yeah, weird. I think it's weird. To be fair, Michael does look a little concerned. He looks intrigued, but kind of concerned. Because it's horrifying. There's these two women that need no one in that mm-hmm. room knows. Because Michael has, you know, quite a few friends. You know, you could tell that they've been friends for there's a long like time. There's four of them there. Yeah, there's four dudes. One of them is about to get married. The other one's like a perpetual mm-hmm. bachelor. Yeah. One of them is married with a baby. Another one just went through a breakup. So they're each kind of in different stages of their lives. The one who's just went through a breakup starts crying. <laughs> yeah. And the girls are like, is he okay? Should we stop? And Michael takes him outside to talk to him. The friend's dad is very sick. He just went through a breakup. So he's having a hard time. And you know what? The girl on girl action is just not giving him the dopamine he apparently hoped for. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Michael's friend's wedding and, you know, weddings are weddings. They're, they're beautiful. They're also very much um, mm-hmm. the same. <laughs> Here is my personal advice to anybody getting married and that's to elope. Yeah. Just run away together. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But almost immediately at the wedding, Michael is there with his girlfriend, Jenna, by the way. Right. And mm-hmm. almost immediately, there's this pretty brunette that kind of catches Michael's eye. She's very cute, uh, very young. Very tiny. Tiny. She has uh, that light in her eyes that mm-hmm. life will snuff out eventually. I give her a couple more years. Yeah, she's 20. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Michael is there at this wedding with his girlfriend. And yet the moment that his girlfriend, his pregnant girlfriend, goes off to help a friend with a baby... And Michael's left alone. This brunette girl comes and approaches Michael. Yeah. So he's at the bar and she comes up to him and she's like, what are you ordering? And he's like, I'm trying to decide how drunk I want to get. Yeah. Um, Which fair at 29, we have to consider such things. (laughs) It's kind of like an equation that happens, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's 230. I just had hors (laughs) d'oeuvres. If I drink a beer now then eat some hors d'oeuvres, have three glasses of water, I can have another beer in two hours. Right, right. It's not that simple. This girl, her name is Kim. She introduces herself to Michael as Kim. Mm -hmm. And she has to know that he's there with someone because she has been looking at him and Michael has been sitting with his girlfriend during the ceremony. So it's like, she has to know that he's there with someone. She tells him like, oh, I'm here with my friends They've wanted to leave since we got here. Give me a second. I'll be right back. And I guess she goes and tells her friends like, hey, I'm trying to land this dude. Mm -hmm. I need some time. Right. But Michael, to be fair, he's not sitting around waiting for her. I don't know what his Mm -hmm. intentions are, but he ends up somewhere in like what looks like a tree house by the lake because it's an outdoor wedding. And the girl finds him, which like side note is kind of creepy that she finds him. Yeah. So they're just kind of isolated and talking about life. She asks him if he has a girlfriend and he hesitates for several seconds in a way that makes me want to stab him. Yeah. He also says it regretfully. He does. Yeah. Like, excuse me? Right. Sir. Right. Do you want to die? Because this is how you die. Kim 
catches on that he is hesitating and she jokes that he's having a midlife crisis and he's like, yeah, I feel Uh like everyone is. And then she goes on this long tirade about how she thinks everybody's having a midlife crisis, like way earlier than their parents did. And then she goes, feel my heart. It's beating really fast. And she takes his hand to have him feel her heart. And I just want to note that her heart is under her boob. So he is touching her boob to feel her heart. And honestly, listen, we've already established that he's trash. She is also. Right. I mean, we're not there yet to why he's trash, but you're you're getting the vibes. Like you're you're seeing yeah. where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's trash too, because the minute he said he had a girlfriend, the correct thing to do would have been to walk away. Right. Not have him feel up your titty. If she really just wanted him to feel her pulse. She could have had him touch the side of her neck or her wrist. Like, there's other ways to feel your heartbeat that don't include feeling someone up. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, ah, we should get back to the wedding. Yeah, you could tell he's feeling uncomfortable, which is kind of an indication that he's doing Uh something he shouldn't be doing. He's feeling guilty. Yes. And so, like, they're going back to the wedding and he actually, like, walks around a tree to kind of hide himself in the bushes. <laughs> he's trying to put distance between them because I think uh-huh. he's realizing, oh, I know people at this wedding. Everyone knows that I have a pregnant girlfriend and I am uh-huh. coming out of the woods with this random girl. Yeah. And then she says, do you want my number? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. He doesn't hesitate for more than even half a millisecond. He says yes, Uh but he doesn't have a pen. And so she invites him to come to campus after school. She tells him what school she's in and what time she gets out of school. And then she kisses Uh him on the cheek and walks away. And then he doesn't even return to the wedding. He goes and like looks out at like the lake or whatever, the ocean. And his girlfriend comes up behind him and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I think not. it's not all because she scared him. Dude's feeling guilty because he just had a moment mm-hmm. with some chick who's freaking 20 and not his girlfriend and soon-to-be baby mama. Right. And I felt so bad for his girlfriend at this moment because uh-huh. she is so happy and starry-eyed. And uh-huh. you could tell that she's kind of in the happiest time of her life. She has no idea that he's panicking. She has zero idea. You know, they go home after the wedding and she's reading this magazine article about communication and becoming new parents Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. She's like, so, babe, she's like, you know, what do you have inside of you that you need to let out? And he farts. Yeah. And it's gross. I know it is. And I mean, she laughs it off. She thinks he's so quirky and funny. And the Mm -hmm. thing is, that was a moment where... She was trying to connect with him. She was Mm -hmm. trying to get him to open up and he completely rejected that moment. And to an extent, I feel like that should have been a red flag to her. Yeah, he's not. It seems like he doesn't take anything seriously. Yeah, he's he's pretty immature. It's it's obvious that he's this immature guy. If he would have just told her what happened, Mm -hmm. it would not have gone further. If he would have just been like, oh, my God, there was this girl at the wedding hitting on me, honey, you know. When you keep things a secret, they grow. It's like mold, you know? Yeah. 
No, I completely agree. You know, he's like, well, what about you? What do you, what do you need to let out? And she's like, I think we should buy a house. And he's like, whoa, whoa, you're acting like we're in a serious relationship or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Settle down, Jenna. This is the first time that Michael kind of openly panics in front of Jenna. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of freaks out. He says, oh, that just feels so permanent. And then Jenna freaks out. And I just want to say, too, that sometimes, and I'm not excusing what's to come, but I want to say that sometimes we as women forget that men have feelings for the first time, like she was just asking him to open up. And for the first time, he actually does. And he says, oh, it just feels so permanent. Like he's kind of opening up and she immediately goes off on him. See, I think it was the words he used because it's one of those things where when he says it feels so permanent, mm -hmm. it makes to me that would make me feel like a temporary situation to him. Right. I totally understand her reaction. Like her reaction was like, what do you mean? Like a house is permanent. A baby's permanent. We're having a baby. And she even uh -huh. says like, if you don't want to do this, we don't have to do this. Like she freaks out at him and I get her uh -huh. reaction. But I guess what I'm trying to say is men are not socialized to express their emotions. Uh -huh. And so yeah. when they express their emotions, they tend to do it the wrong way and they tend to trigger women, which then just discourages them from expressing their emotions. You know what I mean? So it's like this cycle. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, you know, she's like, well, you already don't want to get married. And he's like, I told you we can get married when you can show me three couples that have lasted more than five years. Right. And she's like, you know, all I have is my parents and that cute couple from the park. <laughs> and he's like, Jenna, the ducks at the park don't count. <laughs> yeah. So it's obvious he's struggling with some commitment issues here. And I get that panic of thinking that marriage is a kiss of death. But uh -huh. you know what it isn't? And you know what it's never been? That's serious. Oh. <laughs> not that serious <laughs> marriage is not permanent you know what it's less money to get a divorce than it is to get a tattoo lasered off yeah do with that information what you will <laughs> yeah michael is at work um he's proposing i guess they're building like a condo or a hotel or like an apartment complex and he talks about raising the atrium up in the courtyard so all the residents can like see the trees in the courtyard and stuff and his boss is talking to him about it. And then the boss turns to one of Michael's friends and was like, what do you think? And the guy goes, I think I'm going to leave my wife. Right. So this friend is Michael's married friend who also uh -huh. happens to have a newborn baby. Actually, this is like a movie version of a newborn baby because that baby's huge. That baby is close to getting his driver's license. <laughs> and that baby's like one and a half, two years old, going on 30. It's a huge baby. But yeah, so I guess it doesn't help Michael's commitment issues to witness his friend struggling in a marriage with a baby when that's Michael's future, you know? I feel like Michael's friend saying he's going to leave his wife is sort of a catalyst for Michael and he leaves work and then goes to campus to find Kim, the cute brunette from the wedding. Next thing you know, Michael is lurking around campus like a total freak. And uh -huh. he does spot Kim and then he pretends that he was just in the neighborhood. Then he offers her a ride and she's like, I'm fine. I don't uh -huh. need a ride. And he insists like more than once. Like, I don't know if I was her, I wouldn't get in that car, you know? And so he drives her home. She's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? 
And he's like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, do you want to go to a party with me? And he's like, yeah, I do. The plot is thickening. Kim gives him a kiss on the cheek and gives him her number and they make plans to go to a freaking college party the next night. And then his girlfriend, you know, his pregnant girlfriend, Jenna. Yeah. (laughs) She calls and was like, where are you? We have a sonogram. Right. And he's like, oh, I forgot. You what? Yeah. You forgot? Girl. Basura. Basura. Straight trash. Light it on fire. Push that dumpster downhill. Michael kind of like scolds himself in the car. He's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it's like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, dude. He's sabotaging himself. Is there is there a part of your brain, my dude, that's <laughs> like, hey, this is a bad idea? Because to me, it doesn't seem like there's a part of your brain that's telling you to knock this shit off. Right. I want to talk about Jenna's parents, you know, because we meet them in the beginning of the movie when Jenna announces that she's pregnant. And we get a little insight into Jenna's parents' marriage because Jenna's mom mm-hmm. seems unhappy in the marriage. Yeah, Jenna's mom seems unhappy in the marriage. And she tells the dad at one point that she's jealous of her daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. The mom seems to feel unloved in the marriage. And to be fair, she's telling mm-hmm. her husband, she's like, I want someone to feel like they have to have me. And the dad is like, well, yeah, I have to have you because we have a contract that says it. He's just making jokes. We're married, obviously. Yeah, you can tell that the dad just thinks she's not going anywhere. They've been married for 30 years. He just feels like he doesn't have to put any effort into the marriage. And the thing is, like, women will tell you when they're unhappy. And I think men dismiss it a lot because they think, like, where is she going to go? Yeah. And the answer is, is that mom's going to go to a man that she had an affair with three years ago. We we learn that Jenna's mom had an affair with like some college professor guy. Mm -hmm. And when the mom goes to see him, she finds out that, you know, the guy she had an affair with is now married to someone else. And Mm -hmm. this is a catalyst for the mom to realize, like, I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm leaving my, like the mom is going through her own crisis at this point. Yeah. Mom is at a midlife crisis, you know, in like her (laughs) sixties. You know what? Women live a long time. I mean, yeah, but you're getting, that's, that's close to the, you're almost at the finish line. But dude, it's so funny because so the mom goes to her husband's work. By the way, he is a therapist. He is in the office with a patient who is in the middle of describing a very boring dream. (laughs) And then the wife just burst in. The mom just burst right into the session. Yeah. And she's like, I'm having an affair and he's leaving his wife for me. It's over. Goodbye. Which is a lie. It's not true. She did have an affair, but she, I think honestly, Jenna's mom is so like bored Mm -hmm. that she wants a reaction out of her husband. And because her husband is a very practical man. He's a therapist. He gives her no reaction. Even when she tells him, like, I'm leaving you. He's just like, honey, you're going through something. Let's talk about this. And she's like, no, like, I want anger. I want passion. I want something. Yeah, she wants something and he's not giving it to her. And he's trying to therapist her. Right. And, you know, she's like, no, this is it. This is over. Goodbye. So... Here we have Michael and Jenna. They had their sonogram. They find out they're having a girl. And before Jenna could even tell her parents, Jenna's mom calls her and says, I'm leaving your father. (laughs) 
Jenna's and like, she's like, what? I'm sorry, what? What is going on? She's like, I had an affair. I'm leaving your father. It's over. But I want you to know that I'm not jealous of you. And I'm here for whatever you need. It's like, okay, that's weird, but all right. Thanks, mom. Jenna goes to have lunch with her mom. I think she intends to try to fix her parents' marriage. Yeah, and her mom essentially tells her, you don't know what it takes to be in a 30-year marriage, little girl. Dude, facts. I mean, facts, but also, like, Jenna tells her mom, like, daddy will understand. It happened a long time ago. It's not happening anymore. Right. Daddy will understand. I don't know. I feel like Jenna seems very judgy of her mom in this I would conversation. Be too, to be honest. I get it. But the thing, too, it's like, when I was younger... I used to look at people when they would say, oh, we've been married for 30 years. And I would think, oh, my God, that's true love. And now as an adult, when someone Uh says they've been married for 30 years, my first thought is like, holy shit, what have you been through? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because in order to stay with someone for 30 years, you're growing together. You're having conflicts. Uh You're having to make compromises you're having to I mean it's it's not easy yeah well you know what she doesn't leave on bad terms with her mom but it's not great it's obvious that she's taking her dad's side and her mom even says it like you've always been your father's daughter Michael calls Kim from his office and he's like what are you doing she's like what do you think I'm doing They're obviously flirting. Right. They're having a very kind of flirty conversation. And the thing is, Michael's friend, the one who's married with a baby and is leaving his wife, that friend Uh sits right behind him at work. And he Uh overhears this conversation. And he's like, Michael, who are you talking to? And Michael's like, oh, it's a friend. And Michael's friend is like, no, 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 no. I, nope, I want nothing to do with this. Yeah. And Michael's like, hey, I'm meeting up with this friend, but Jenna hates him. So I'm going to tell her I'm with you, okay? And he's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to mess it up. Yeah. Nope. Leave me out of this. Well, then also the friend says, you know, like, are you messing around on Jenna? Like, why would you do this? And Michael's denying it. I mean, he's gaslighting his friend. But the friend knows. The friend, obviously, he's not stupid. He just overheard this conversation. He heard how flirty it was. He knows that Michael is about to go meet with a girl. He's refusing to be part of it. He's like, don't tell Jenna that you'll be with Uh me. I I don't want any part of this. So what does Michael do? He tells Jenna he's going to go hang out with his friend because after he left his wife, he's having a hard time. So he's going to be with Chris, the friend. And she's like, "Okay, have fun. Go be a good friend. Be there for your friend. And once again, girlfriend Jenna has no clue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jenna is just so blissfully ignorant that her boyfriend is anywhere other than where he says he is. Right. She doesn't question it. She totally believes Uh him. And this was a time of flip phones. Okay, husbands have to try a Mm -hmm. lot harder to be sneaky these days with Find My Phone app. Okay. Even now, turning your location off, that would be a big red flag to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Michael goes to pick up Kim. And they go Mm -hmm. to a college party and his phone is off. So he doesn't get the phone call when Jenna calls him to say, hey, our friend's dad died. We're all going to the house. Yeah. You know, she calls him a few times from the road. She gets there and the friend is like, hey, where's Michael? And she's like, oh, he's with Chris. And the friend's really confused. And he goes, Chris is in the kitchen. Yeah. Jenna goes into the kitchen and... Chris, the friend, immediately like starts freaking out because he, yeah, he's yeah. panicking because he's like, oh, 
oh, I'm not, I'm not getting involved. And Jenna's like, getting involved in what? And Chris is like, no, don't ask me any questions. So she immediately knows. And she starts freaking out. She's like, who is he with? Who is he with? Tell me right now. Meanwhile, yeah. Michael is at a college party getting down and dirty on the dance floor. Kissing this other girl several times. Yeah, they are canoodling on the hood of his car, touching noses, making out. College girl even invites him up to her dorm. Uh Girl, he considers it. He seriously considers it. Yeah, and he tells her, like, the problem is, is that I really want to have sex with you, but I shouldn't. Oh, my God. He's so noble. He turns her down after making out with her. So Michael drops her off at her dorm. And when he turns his phone on, shit hits the fan. All the messages and stuff that were sent, like all the voicemails and phone calls while his phone was off are now coming through, you know, ping, 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 ping. Mm -hmm. Jenna's continuously calling him, calling him, calling him. He answers the phone. He's like, hey, Jenna. She's like, where are you? She goes off on him so Mm -hmm. intensely and he was not expecting it. He literally drives his car off the road and and like crashes into a pole because he's so taken aback by how aggressive she's coming at him. And he got a car accident and he's like, Jenna, I got a car accident. Literally, dude, the car accident just happened and you're trying to act like that's what you've been doing all night. Yeah. He just like leaves the scene of an accident, Mm -hmm. but um, he gets home and he's like, Jenna, and she comes out swinging Mm -hmm. literally and metaphorically. She's like, where have you been? Who have you been with? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I was with Chris. Yeah. He says, I swear I was with Chris. And- it's crazy because you're with this person because you love them. You're looking at their goddamn eyeballs and they're saying, I swear. And you know they're fucking lying and you to know you. they're lying. I, like, girl. Garbage. Immediately. And then Chris calls and Michael pulls his phone out. He's like, look, it's Chris. Do you want to talk to him? He can tell you that I was with him. And when Michael answers the phone, Chris says, Jenna knows everything. I didn't tell her. I'm sorry. She goes off on him. She's like, you know, who is she? Who is she? She smacks him in the face. Yeah, you know what? I just want to say, side note, Jenna is physically abusive in this movie, and I don't, I'm not here for it. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's ever an excuse to put your hands on someone. Michael finally admits that he was with a girl and that they Mm -hmm. kissed. Jenna says, did you sleep with her? Michael says, no, nothing happened. And Jenna's like, nothing happened. You were just with another girl all night and you kissed her and I'm home pregnant. Nothing happened. Michael, you should shut up. It's the gaslighting. Stop talking immediately. It's the gaslighting for me. You know? oh, he gets even worse about it later. Mm-hmm. And she like literally gets a knife and she's like, get out, get out of this house now, leave. He's like, you're fucking crazy, Jenna. Yeah. Like he even, he curses her out because he's so, mm-hmm. he's so angry that she's angry at him. Yeah, dude, you're the one that fucked up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is called gaslighting. Anyways, so she kicks him out. And what does that dumb motherfucker do? What does he do? Oh, my God. Michael goes straight back to the college dorm and sleeps with Kim. Yeah, he goes back to the college dorm and sleeps with his 20-year-old, his literal child compared to him. Mm-hmm. Before they actually, like, they're making out, they're naked. Before they actually get down to the sex, she goes, I don't care about tomorrow. Bullshit. 
Yeah. Bullshit. You're 20 years old and you're already all doe-eyed over him. Baby, you care about tomorrow, okay? (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? The very next day, Michael wakes up immediately regretting his decision. He tries to run out without even saying goodbye, but the girl has his keys. She was like, not today. She has his car keys. Yeah, like, you're not... You're not leaving without my say-so today. And so he goes back upstairs and he's like, uh, she's in the hallway. He's like, have you seen my keys? And she's like, well, what did I do? What yeah. was wrong? Like, why are you leaving? Her 20-year-old insecurity is happening, you know? And this is oh, why, baby. honestly, this is why dirtbag guys love younger girls is because younger girls will put up with their bullshit. So Michael gets his keys. He gets home. And Jenna has him locked out of the house. She tells him to come back in a couple hours. The house will be empty because she's leaving. Michael is screaming at her to open the door. The neighbors are coming out of the house. This was my favorite part because the neighbors are not even trying to be subtle about eavesdropping. They're straight up like going out on their front porch, just getting all the tea. And they live in like a townhouse or like a duplex. Yeah. So like their porches (laughs) are connected. Yeah. Jenna obviously is so sad, heartbroken, betrayed. Uh She runs off to go stay with her parents. Michael is also heartbroken because, you know, his pregnant girlfriend just broke up with him. But how much sympathy do we have for Michael? Zero. We have negative. We have negative sympathy for him. None. I couldn't care less about Michael's feelings, even if I really tried. Fucking cry about it. Like, you did this to yourself. The only person I feel bad for here is Jenna. She was a great girlfriend. She was trusting. Mm -hmm. She was patient. She didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, see, I don't even feel bad for Kim. Because she's garbage, too. Right. She knew he had a girlfriend, and she decided to fuck him anyways. Right. And you see that Kim is also kind of heartbroken here because... Michael is dodging her calls and she's an Uh insecure 20 year old who's just like, oh, he slept with me. Now he's not answering my calls. And I get that that's hurtful. But again, zero sympathy, my love. You did this to yourself. Yeah. Michael's getting ready to leave work for the day Mm -hmm. and he sees Kim come in and she's like, hey, like you weren't answering my calls. So I just had to see you. She made him a mix CD. Yeah, she made him a mix Mm. CD. He has to have this very awkward discussion with her where he says, hey, I am very much in love with this other woman who I'm having a baby with. And you know what? I hope this girl, Kim, I hope she haunts him for the rest of his life. I hope he can't get rid of her. I hope he can't shake Mm -hmm. her ever. I hope he has to get a restraining order. (laughs) Yes. I hope this turns into a lifetime movie and she ruins his fucking life. So Michael goes to Jenna's parents' house because he knows that's where Jenna is. And Mm -hmm. obviously Jenna is not answering the door. So Jenna's dad comes out to talk to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Jenna's dad's a very calm man. He's a therapist. And he's like, hey, dude, like, what happened? Like, what? What were you thinking? And of course, it's the answer of I wasn't. Right. I was thinking I'm going to die and never get to do anything or whatever shit people say. He's like, oh, no, I'm so afraid of marriage. Someone is going to carry all of the emotional load and keep the house and take care of the kids. Oh, it's just so scary to think that I get to weaponize my incompetency for the rest of time and still fail upward. 
Oh no, yeah. marriage is so scary. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> and then Michael says, but I love your daughter. Right. He says, I love her more than anything. And what Jenna's dad says, I posted it on our TikTok because it's my favorite mm-hmm. movie quote. Jenna's dad says, stop talking about love. Every asshole in the world says he loves someone. He says, what you feel only matters to you. It's what you do to the people you say you love. That's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that counts. And I'm like, yes. Like, say it again for the people in the back. Like, how many times have we seen people get mistreated and then say, but he loves me. Baby, it doesn't matter if he loves you. He gets the warm and Mm -hmm. fuzzies when he's around you. That's great for him. What does he do for you? How does he treat you? Yeah. And Jenna's mom finally convinces her to talk to Michael. Before Michael goes inside, Jenna's dad tells him, if you want to get her back, you have to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, whatever it takes. And the dad's like, yeah, you can't fail if you don't give up. And I like, how do you feel mm, about that? You can't, you can't though, because <laughs> if she decides it's over, it's over. Right. I thought that was such weird. Especially from a therapist. Yeah. And that was such a like 1950s male thing to say of like, no means maybe like, just don't give up. <laughs> no means try harder. <laughs> no means try harder. He goes upstairs. She's angry at him, but. She's listening to what he has to say. And she goes, were you telling me the truth when you said you didn't sleep with her? And he goes, yes, I was telling you the truth when I said I didn't sleep with her. And then he considers his next move for a second. And he he tells her the truth again. And he goes, but then I went back. Mm -hmm. She goes berserk. She runs Mm -hmm. out of the house. And it's almost like Mm -hmm. a car chase ensues because she gets in her car, drives off. Then he gets in the car and drives after her. When they get home, she gets into the house first and he says, I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. And she goes, fine, but you're not coming in the house either. And she locks him out. He's on the porch for a while, right? So while he's sitting on that porch, imagine day turned to night and night turned to day and Uh Jenna leaves the house, steps right over him. He stays on that porch. And I want to say something real quick to Michael's benefit, even though obviously he's trash and not excusing what he did. Uh I am glad he told the truth. Yeah. He could have very easily lied and justified it by saying, well, I did tell you the truth. When you asked, I hadn't slept with her. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Part of me is glad he told the truth. But then the other part of me is like, you're keeping your conscience clean by telling the truth. And you're just hurting her in the process. Would you want him to lie to her? No, that's the thing. Is that I don't think lying to her would have been better. Like, she was going to be hurt either way. I think the only way forward was to deal with the whole thing. If there is an infection in a relationship, you deal with the infection. And that means dealing with all like the horribleness, right? If you Mm -hmm. leave a little bit there and say, oh, well, if I keep digging, it's going to like hurt. And I just want Mm -hmm. the hurt to stop. Guess what? The infection is going to grow again. If he hadn't come clean, Mm -hmm. there was no fixing it. No, there wasn't. And also to Michael's benefit, he stays outside night, day in the rain. The neighbors obviously take notice because they are like me, nosy as hell. The neighbors uh-huh. bring him water. They, It's like, it's really cute. They're kind of like helping him stay there. Yeah. Well, also, they probably don't know the whole story. Right. So, yeah, you know, it's funny because this is a movie and we're supposed to pretend people don't use the bathroom. But where did he pee? Was he just peeing out in the bushes? I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> where was he taking a dump at, though? I That's 
I have questions. Maybe with the neighbors. Maybe. Um, yeah, because they made it seem like the neighbors were helping him out. But they made it mm-hmm. seem like he never left the porch. Like he was there. Like he didn't go to work. Yeah. Like I don't know how many. It was several days. And you could yeah. see that Jenna starts warming up as she sees him spending day after day. Because at one point she like throws a sandwich at him. And then at another point, she like throws a blanket at him in the middle of the night. So she's starting to feel for him. Like the hatred is starting Uh to wane a little bit. And one night he's like huddled up. It's pouring rain. Mm -hmm. He's huddled up next to the door and Jenna starts talking to him. She says, do you remember the night my grandmother died? Jenna is sitting on the other side of the door and she tells Uh him that when her grandmother died, she felt a pain so intense that she had never felt before up until now. And he's like, you didn't lose anything. Like, nothing's lost right now. We just have to fix it. Jenna says something I feel really defines what heartbreak feels like. She says, I feel like I am mourning the death of the most important thing in my life. And that Mm -hmm. is what breakups feel like, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you're with someone and you imagine a future with them. And then... That person didn't die. That person is still mm-hmm. living on. But what you guys had is dead. There is a death there and there's a mourning process. And that's what that pain feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Dude, break breakups and like heartbreak, dude, it's hard. Isn't it crazy, though, like how you feel the pain in your chest? Mm-hmm. Like it literally hurts in your heart. Yeah. It's so wild to me. I I don't I don't understand it, but I, there's probably like a scientific reason for that. Yeah, but he's trying to talk to her, and the camera shows that she's not at the door anymore. Right, she walked away. I love the scene that it pans out, and he's sitting on the porch, soaking wet, mm-hmm. looking so pathetic. And I just wanted to slow clap because I'm like, this is what you deserve, you piece of shit. <laughs> Facts. and then she opens the door for him she opens the door he walks inside and the screen goes black yeah that's that's where our movie leaves us that's the end of the movie and you know what i appreciated the fact that they didn't try to wrap this up for us Mm -hmm. that they left it up to the imagination on whether or not they work things out It would have hit so different if we would have seen them suddenly happy. Like, no, we need to see the work. And if you can't show us the work, then don't show us anything. Yeah, I appreciated the ending, too, because they have a lot of work to do. Right. Jenna's not dumb and she's not about to forgive him right away. Like, he's going to have to work for it. He's going to be sleeping on the couch for a while. I wanted to mention really quickly, there was a scene because, you know, Jenna's mom and dad were going through like their own thing throughout the movie. Uh And Jenna's mom is going through her mental crisis. There was a scene where Jenna's mom is crying on the treadmill because she can't figure out how to turn it on. Did you see that? Uh Yeah. That was so funny to me. I don't know. Like, I understand. (laughs) I understand that it was supposed to signify end of life crisis, really. But I just felt like it's everybody on the inside when they have to work out, just like sobbing on the treadmill. It was just so, I was like, me too, me too. Listen, haven't we all like sobbed on the treadmill or the elliptical at one point or another? If you haven't, good for you. I'm How does it feel to be God's favorite? Like, good for you. (laughs) I, no idea. 
Um, but yeah, that is where the movie ended and I appreciated it. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how angry did this movie make you? Uh, like like a nine. A nine. Oh my God. I'm surprised that you didn't. it didn't reach a 10 for you. I'm like, what do we have to do to get to a 10? I mean, you know what? At, at times it reached a 10. When he went back after mm-hmm. Jenna yelled at him, that, that was a 10 point. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I mean, what do you want from them? What do you want for their future? Because we don't get to see the en- the real ending. I I want her to go find a better dude. Mm-hmm. I want him to have to live with the mess he made. But they're having a baby. See, I feel like if they if there wasn't a baby involved, yes, cut ties, move on, whatever. You'll find someone else. You'll fall in love again. Like honestly, love is not that rare. <laughs> like you will love again. But the baby. No, and see, here's the thing. I feel like if he was willing to do this at this point in the relationship, Mm -hmm. what happens when he gets to the point in his relationship that his friend Chris was in? Right. You know, where he's just overwhelmed with a baby and stuff like that. You know, I feel like if he's willing to do it at this point in the relationship, he's willing to do it again later. Yeah, you're right. I think this did reveal just like a massive flaw in his character. He Mm -hmm. is really immature like chronically immature and he's not Uh ready for what life is about to give him and i think she's probably going to set herself up for a lot of heartbreak if she gives him another chance yeah i think she should leave him she's going to waste her perky boob years on a total piece of shit well she's pregnant so those days are numbered anyways (laughs) listen don't scare people it happens with age not with pregnancy it happens with age and pregnancy Well, anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoyed our lessons on the human body. (laughs) Uh, The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.